0: Hey, y'all, it's Becca. This is the Little Z Sleep Podcast coming to you exclusively through the Patreon app. I am so glad that you are here. This conversation is in full, so you get to listen to the entire 45-minute conversation with Carly and myself as we walk through how you can continue the sleep success while sleep training and nursing. So I'm excited to bring you this episode. Thank you for being here and enjoy this conversation with Carly. Um Carly, thanks for joining me today. I'm so glad. I always love chatting with you through Instagram, so I'm glad that we're here now like live talking about something that you're passionate about. Yes, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. Super excited.
0: Well, before we get into everything, give us a little background like where do you live? How many kids do you have? Like what's your background? What do you do? Give us a little yeah. spill. So, my name's Carly Looney and I actually live um in the suburbs of
1: Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm a registered nurse at the same hospital that I had my kids at, Northside Hospital. And I was a NICU nurse for six years. And then about a couple months ago, I transferred to the lactation department at Northside um, because now having kids, it's just a a brand new passion of mine that was kind of awakened by becoming a mom. Um, But I have two
0: kids and I've been married five years. So I have a three year old and a one year old. Awesome. So walk us through a little bit. I wanted to hear about your experience. And even before we got on this, you hinted towards a little bit of it, but you have two kids Mm -hmm. and they're completely different. I know when it came to sleep and feeding. So tell us your journey of feeding and sleep training, your first versus feeding and sleep training, your second.
1: Sure. So my daughter, Lucy, who's three, um, when she was born, she, Unfortunately, we tried breastfeeding, but unfortunately she had a lip and a tongue tie and a very high palate, which made nursing incredibly painful for me. Um, And it kind of hindered her milk transfer at the breast. So even after getting the tongue and lip clipped because of the high palate, there was a problem with her seal. So it just never really worked for us. So there really was never a time where she was just breastfed. She always had to have some type of supplementation um, afterwards. So around 12 weeks old, um, we just kind of cut out nursing. And I say we, because it was a joint decision. It was a really painful decision because I really wanted to breastfeed her, but it just was too painful. So around 12 weeks, I stopped and just became an exclusively pumping mom and she just got bottles from then on out. So that was her feeding. When it came to her sleep, she really was a great sleeper from the get go. Um, And now, in hindsight, having not a great sleeper with my second, I, it's kind of sad because I think I made a lot of my friends struggle because she was such a good sleeper. Yeah. Um, and I now I know I think I just got lucky. I think that's just her nature. Um, she she never needed any type of prop in the beginning. Um, she she really just put herself to sleep. Um, we yeah. did rock her to sleep, yeah. which now I know was definitely, I guess, is a prop, but it worked for us at the time. Yeah. And she could kind of get into that sleepy state and then go to her bed still nice and awake though, and it was fine. Yeah. So I now know I just... Got lucky with a, a good sleeper, and she still is like that now to this yeah. day. I mean, she's napping right now. She'll nap three hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's, she's just who she is. Sure. I had the
1: angel baby. Yeah, <laughs> from the baby whisperer. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did not have an angel baby with pace. No, no. <laughs> he he. So he's 14 months old, and he from the get go has been just a spitfire, very touchy, very um, even. Uh, I would say maybe sensitive um, to really anything when it came to sleep or just his whole demeanor, he's still kind of like that. It's, it's actually gotten much better since now we are are sleeping. Thank you, Becca. But, um, it is just kind of how he was. So I didn't do anything differently with Hayes that I did with Lucy other than he luckily was a great solid breastfeeding baby. Um, that was the first thing I looked at when he was born. I literally put my finger in his mouth. I was like, yay, we have a good palate. I'm like, okay, we can maybe do this. Yeah. So, um, I definitely think I came in though, really sensitive to breastfeeding. I was willing to throw all of the quote unquote things I said I'd never do out of the door and out the window just to protect breastfeeding, mm-hmm. which is why I even waited to contact Becca until he was nine months old because I truly believed at the time that if I sleep trained Hayes, it would compromise and I would have to give up breastfeeding because he was nursing pretty much all night. Mm -hmm. Um, so I felt like I had to have one or the other breastfeed or sleep. And I chose breastfeeding at the time because I really thought it was one or the other. Right. So, um, once we finally got to the point and by we, I mean me, because I was the one getting up with him every two hours at nine months old. Mm. Um, I was like, I, I'm, this is affecting my ability to be a good mom during the day. And mm. that's finally what made me decide I've, I've got to reach out to Becca. I've yeah. got to do something about this because I, I'm not a nice person during the day because I'm not yeah. getting sleep. Right. And, and neither was Hayes.
0: Right. Well, and that's, that's the misconception that, um, you and I have both talked about that, um, I get a lot of hesitancy from moms with babies that they don't want to sleep train because they don't want to stop nursing. And so that's what I'm most excited to talk with you about today because you, as a lactation educator, you can have this voice this like extra voice, like right along with me. That's like, no, we can, you can have both. Yes. Um, but before I have like a whole line of questions from people Mm -hmm. on Instagram and things I want to talk about, you've mentioned like a couple of times, you know, um, the palate or the tongue ties and the lip Mm -hmm. ties. Um, I do want to like dig into that just for a quick moment, because if, if there are, um, if there's people listening and they're like, well, how do I know? Like if my baby has a tongue tie, Mm -hmm. lip tie, high, high palate, low palate, whatever it is, how do they know that? And how, how, how could you know that so that you can maybe seek the help that you need?
1: Right, so technically, as a lactation educator and a lactation consultant, we can we cannot diagnose any type of frenulums, which is that tongue and lip tie. Mm-hmm. Um, we would just have to refer to your pediatrician, okay. um, and then they would refer you to an ENT. But there are signs that there could be an issue, and those happen during the actual breastfeeding like session. Mm-hmm. So things such as. Um, when you start breastfeeding, you want your nipple shape to when the baby's off your breast after nursing to mm. look about the same from before and after. Mm. We don't want any pinching. We don't want your nipple to look almost like a tube of lipstick. We don't want it to be painful. We want it to feel like a strong pull, and that's really it. Mm. Um, now, I do say that tenderness is normal in the beginning, but it sh- but that should really wear off after about two weeks. You mm. should really not be, you know, in excruciating pain during breastfeeding. And and that can be indicative of there's something going on yeah. with the latch um and maybe so the anatomy of the baby.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's something to speak to your pediatrician about, especially yes. in those first early days. Uh, yes. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. So that's that's good to know um, because I didn't know about that until yeah. my baby was like 12 weeks, even 12 weeks. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. So yeah, good to know. All right. So I, I want to head on address this myth, like the myth, you can't sleep train a baby because you're nursing. First of all, like we talk about and, and I educate on, we want food to be for nourishment, not for right. sleep. And right. so could you speak into this myth that, you cannot sleep train your baby. They have to wake up all night long so that you can continue breastfeeding. What is your stance on that? What's your passion about that? Yeah, so, you know, I, I definitely think that um,
1: with anything with b- parenthood and motherhood, you have a ton of opinions coming at you. And a lot of those opinions are anything from your pediatrician to the woman at Kroger you know, you've gotten, or the grocery store, I don't know if you have Kroger there. So, but you've got tons of people coming at you about, oh, you should try this. Oh, you should do this. And at the end of the day, you, you have to do what you think is best for your baby. You're the mom, you know, you're the person who knows that baby more than anyone. But I now, after doing all of this with Hayes, see that you can have both. You can be a breastfeeding mom and also have a A baby that sleeps eleven to twelve hours a night and takes his two-hour good nap. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people are concerned about milk supply. I think that's a big, um, a big red flag for people. They just they think, oh, well, you know, if the baby's acting hungry, um, then you need to be nursing your baby. But the the signs of hunger are not always um, hunger. There are some, or the signs that people think are feeding cues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're being overtired or sometimes they're, they have a a tummy ache or sometimes they have a dirty, you know, it's not always feeding related, Mm -hmm. um, which I think especially, um, new moms are sensitive to because they don't, you know, no one really knows what they're doing. Right. They they don't come with owner manuals when you have a baby. So you're definitely feeling super vulnerable Um, and you, you want to meet your baby's needs, but you're don't even really know what the needs are.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially that newborn phase and speaking into that, um, we're never trying to sleep train your baby as a newborn. No, and we're just yeah. trying to establish rhythms and expectations yes. and feed the baby and sleep when they need to sleep and, and all those good things. So especially listening into this, if you're thinking about, well, what are they talking about sleep training and nursing? Um, I, I look at sl- beginning to sleep train at six months old. So yes. that's when I really start my one-on-one coaching, the programs, because that's when we're looking at, okay, we need to get this baby sleeping um well. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Through the Yeah, night. I, d-
1: I think that um a lot of people, um, and myself included, with my first daughter um or with my first child, I coming from a NICU nurse was very numbers driven, was very schedule oriented. Um, that's just my nature and mm-hmm. it's what I did for a living. So it made me feel comfortable and mm-hmm. made me feel like I was kind of in control. And you can do that a little easier with a bottle-fed baby um, because you can control how much your baby is getting milk-wise, right. whether it's formula or breast milk. But with a breastfed baby, it is different. So this is where you don't need to be doing anything with sleep training or or anything for that matter until you've got a milk supply established, till you've got nursing and breastfeeding down pat. Mm-hmm. In the beginning months. You know, they call it a fourth trimester for a reason. Those right. first 12 weeks, that baby is not capable of doing any self soothing. Mm-hmm. And you you don't need to be aiming for a schedule, especially for a breastfed baby, because mm-hmm. you don't know if they just got five ounces from you or two. Right. So, you know, unless you want to be crazy like me and go rent a scale and weigh your baby before and after, <laughs> which I don't recommend, you're, you don't know what your baby's doing on the breast right. when it comes to milk transfer. And so you will potentially hurt your milk supply. If you, if your biggest goal is to go after a feeding schedule thinking it will help sleep,
0: it Mm. will not. Okay. They are very, very different. Okay. So then that's a good thing to talk about because I'm constantly asked, well, okay, Becky, you just gave me the nap schedule and the daytime, um, routines or the, the bedtime, where, where are my feed times? And I right. never actually address that head on because for one, I'm not a feeding specialist. So I'm not going to speak into that. Same. And every situation is different. However, yes. with my nursing moms, there is no schedule and that actually baffles them quite a bit because they they, everybody wants a schedule. Oh my gosh, y'all, I so get that. You want someone to tell you, do this at this time, do this at this time, do that at that time. But there, is that true? There is no schedule when you're nursing your baby. Correct.
1: Yes. So when you're nursing your baby, you, for two reasons, you don't want to aim for a schedule. The biggest reason is you don't know how much your baby just got at the breast. And so you don't want to deprive them of food when you're just looking at your baby who's acting hungry, but going, you have to wait 30 minutes because it's not time to eat. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't want to do that because that will hurt your milk supply. The way milk supply is established and continues to keep going is by supply and demand. If your baby is taking 20 ounces a day or 30 ounces a day, wherever you're at, that's how much your body's going to make right after that. I mean, it, it is completely supply and demand. So if you are limiting your baby at the breast or timing your baby at the breast, you're really hurting yourself and the baby. All breastfeeding is, is supposed to be very natural, which is kind of a nice perk to breastfeeding. You don't have to go Oh, I don't know the last time they ate, or I don't know how much they ate. You kind of just can go and it can be a little more whimsical, which is, especially for a second or third or fourth baby, that's kind of nice to not have to feel tied (laughs) down to a feeding schedule.
0: Right. Yeah. Which I hope for a first time mom's listening, that's like a relief for you that you can kind of shake off the, Oh, I've got to feed every three hours. Um, especially gosh, I remember, um, I mean, I was, I was, I am, or I was a formula mom. And mm-hmm. I remember even thinking, you know, sometimes for formula, it's like, Oh, um, you do look hungry, but it's not quite time yet. Should I go ahead and feed you? You know? Right. And having that, having those moments is definitely something you feel frustrated by. So that's so you good do. to yeah, so good to look into. Um, could you tell us a little bit about? Okay, we are sleep training. We're in this. How can I make sure I maintain my supply while I'm sleep training? What kind of things can you recommend or, or look at doing? So everybody has
1: different things that they're comfortable with. Some people loathe pumping. Some people hate hand expression. They just want to put their baby to breast because one, they it's too complicated, or they just don't want to do an extra step, which I understand. What I did with my son was we started sleep training with Becca when he was nine months old. And he at the time was, we were kind of trying anything. We tried mom's on call. We tried baby whisper, We tried different things to see what can we do. And I always left feeling frustrated because I felt like with breastfeeding, I couldn't get him on a feeding schedule like I could with Lucy who was bottle fed. Mm-hmm. So I, the ways that you can prevent Dips in your milk supply are throwing feeding schedules out the door. You you really just need to feed your baby on demand, um, which for some people is very confusing and frustrating because they're they don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. But but it, it but it's very very simple if you really break it down. You just if your baby is acting hungry, showing early feeding cues, which you can Google that and they're right there. You take your breast out and you breastfeed. It's, it's, and, and if the baby wants to nurse for five minutes, well, that that baby just wanted a small snack, mm-hmm. but in an hour, the baby could breastfeed 15 minutes mm-hmm. and it's going to, it's going to look different every time. Mm-hmm. So following your baby's cues are the safest way to protect your milk supply. But if you are concerned, or if you're someone who kind of is one of those moms who just makes enough um, breast milk, or you're, you are feeling like something's going on with it. You could always introduce one pump session during the day um, to basically demand your body make more breast milk or something as easy as when you're in the shower, um, hand express while you're in the shower. You can even Google videos on how to do that. And that again is just making milk come out, which then your body will make more of it. Mm. Um, So the longer Breast milk just stays in your breast, and you're not getting it out. You're you're telling your body, "I don't want that breast milk. My baby doesn't need it, and it won't make it again." Mm-hmm. So you've really got to tell your body somehow to make more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But truly, if you have no reasons to doubt that your breastfeeding relationship is there's no complications, there's no issues with milk transfer, you can do exactly what I just did, which is feed on demand and continue sleep training, which was super easy and. It actually changed the way he ate during the day.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to kind of piggyback off of what you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear a lot of times, again, especially from nursing moms, that, well, they need to eat all night long. They're waking up three, four, sometimes five times a night, and I always counter that with, yeah, but are all of those full feeds, And you know what? Right. Basically 90% of the time it's no, it's actually just a quick little snack. And yes. I, snacking can be fine during the day, but I'm not looking for snacks during the night because again, we're sending the message that food is for sleep, not for Correct. nourishment. And I Correct. want them to know that when you do start to teach your baby that food is for nourishment, they're going to become a better eater during the day. They're probably going to eat more during the day for a time. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, feed all the ta- feed all day long. I don't care. Feed all day long, but we are setting the tone that you tank up during the day and you sleep all night long. So that's such a good thing to, to piggyback off what you just said is it's so good to feed on demand during the day, knowing that we're going to sleep really well during the nighttime. What Correct. would you recommend for mom's comfort in the nighttime when they may, there may be going from like four snacking sessions to no more food during the night. What would you recommend for mom's comfort? So what helped me, because that was definitely
1: me, I, first and foremost, it, you know, it sounds kind of cliche, but you've definitely got it. And I even got cleared with my pediatrician before we started with Becca, I made sure that my son was great on the growth curve for him, which is going to be unique to every baby. I made sure that we were quote unquote, kind of approved to do this. Right. And I explained the process and I explained kind of what was going to be happening. And my pediatrician gave me the clear. She's like, yes, at this point, I would be more confident that Hayes, our son, was breastfeeding during the night and it was for comfort and it was not for nourishment. Mm-hmm. So definitely talk to a professional, talk to a medical, you know, medical professional about, are you and, and that will give you peace of mind. Are you okay to do this? Um, right. Especially for a breastfeeding mom, because that milk volume during the day is questionable. You don't know how much they got. Mm-hmm. so definitely get cleared, but there were certain signs for myself. One, and the, the biggest one was I noticed when Hayes woke up in the middle of the night, I would go in there, I would start breastfeeding, and it was just a light little little pull, mm-hmm. a little pacifier tug mm-hmm. on my nipple, and really nothing was happening. You could tell he instantly like relaxed and got sleepy again, if not fell asleep, mm-hmm. but then- because someone was on my breast, I would have a letdown and milk would come out and therefore we would now be eating. Mm. And I did that for so many nights for so many months, honestly. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, you are not hungry. You are looking for me, which was fine. I didn't mind that for a long time. I, I kind of enjoyed that tender, sweet time with him, mm-hmm. but there did come a point where I kind of hit my point of, I think he's going to benefit more actually if he gets good quality sleep mm-hmm. and not gets these basically these naps on, right. at night. Right. And and that's kind of what drove me to reach out was cleared from a pediatrician, but also I I wanted my son to know how to sleep throughout the whole night because I had a daughter who did that and and I knew she she needed it. You know, mm-hmm. sleep is is not one, I mean, it's, you know, feeding and sleep. That's all babies need, you know,
0: (laughs) exactly. You know,
1: that I knew that that was a key thing for him and I had the tools and I felt Mm -hmm. like I was kind of keeping them from him. So for the sake of, I was, I was scared. I was scared to do it. I didn't, I didn't know if he needed me. And there were many signs that he really, he really wanted to go back to bed and it would be no different if it was a pacifier or breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me feel better was he doesn't need me. He needs something to suck on. And so there's a difference. And now I feel, now I feel okay to do this.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. I don't ever want people to think that I'm on my end twisting your arm or judging you for, I can't no. believe that have got a nine month old who doesn't sleep through the night. You know what? Everybody has to get to that point where they're like, oh, I think I'm ready for change. And that's every mm-hmm. family I work with. They hit that point where they're like, yep, I'm ready to make some change. Well, let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's never, um, it's never a forced thing. It's, it's realization on your own. So I, I really appreciate that. All right. So if you will, um, spend some time with me, just kind of answering some questions from real moms with real nursing questions about like, what can we do in certain situations? So yes, I love this because y'all in real time, Carly is sitting down to nurse her little one. So we're having Uh a real mom moment here. Um, Yes, we are multitasking (laughs) at its finest. I love it. Um, so I've got some questions. These all came from Instagram stories where I asked you guys, what kind of questions do you have about sleep and uh, nursing? And some of these um, kind of tied into what we talked about. I want to talk firstly about posture of feeding because a mom asked at nighttime, when I do need to have feeds for my baby, should I lay with them to signal sleep? Um, So I want to talk with you, Carly, first, because I totally have my own opinions about this. But I want to talk with you about what um, are there certain postures of feeding that we should be looking at? Is that a thing? It is. No. I
1: mean, yes. Postures of feedings are, you know, we talk about them more so with newborns where I work Mm -hmm. with new moms because feeding a newborn is very different than feeding like right now my 14 month old because Mm -hmm. he he could eat upside down. Your newborn cannot do that. So when it comes to postures or positions of breastfeeding, now, if you know, like I said, if we're talking about a little baby, those, those are super important. And that's, that's just for that baby's protection because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to a baby that's much older or even three months or more, no, there's not really a certain position you need to put your baby in, in order to kind of cue them, Hey, it's time for sleep because just like, you know, Becca's been saying this is for feeding. This isn't for sleeping. So it's a great question, but really if anything you kind of want to keep them nice and awake during the feeding. You don't want them to become sleepy at the breast. Um, and you know, you 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 really just want to make sure that however you're feeding your baby is just comfortable for you. It's right. really about your comfort. It's yep. there's no, there's nothing really more
0: to it. Yes. Yes, I'm so with you. And I agree. And I think I would have to dig further into this question and ask about like, how old is your baby talking about? Like, right. Are you talking about newborn or are you talking about older? Because especially if we're talking six months and older, I definitely don't want to be queuing that it's nighttime by feeding. So right. that's when we want to be looking at, you know, a good all night long sleep for your baby, unless, like you said, unless medically directed otherwise. So which gets us into the next question is asking about how do we keep up a three hour feed schedule and. To 12 hours of sleep with a six month old. So the circles back to our schedule idea. Yeah. So would you just read? We love schedules as mommies. We love them. I know we do. Just you <laughs> can re- reiterate again about, okay, a six month old who is possibly feeding every three hours and trying to sleep all night long. Give us a little, I know you already did, but it's just, you can never get enough encouragement on right. ditching the schedule. Yeah. So, and, and I'm literally, I feel like I was humbled out
1: because I was so about feeding schedules with my daughter. My first, everything was, it is 10 o'clock a.m. There needs to be a bottle in her mouth. And if we are 15 minutes late, it rocked my world. That is very embarrassing to say, but it did. And I probably was not super pleasant to be around. So sorry, everyone, because (laughs) I, I felt like it was so militant and it needed to be, you know, well, if I do one little thing off. Mm-hmm. It, it's I, I'm going to ruin her day or I'm going to ruin her sleep. And that mm-hmm. just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So with a bottle fed baby or a breastfed baby and especially a breastfed baby, because again, you don't know how much they're actually transferring schedules are going yeah. to really do nothing but drive you crazy and and could potentially hurt milk supply. You, mm-hmm. you really have to be more about a routine. um, than a schedule and those are very different things and i've learned that that there is a certain routine that i can cue my son and my daughter for that matter that it is bedtime but and and it doesn't matter whatever time it is that's that's what we do when it comes to feeding so it's you know it's very very um more it's it's more focused on a routine than what time of day it is Mm -hmm. it's okay well he just woke up from his nap like right now which sometimes is 2:20 p.m. sometimes it's 2:30 sometimes it's 3 mm-hmm. whatever whenever he wakes up the first thing we go do is we get out of his room we come in our living room and we feed so mm-hmm. it's not okay well you woke up at 2:30 but you're not supposed to eat till 3 well you've got to wait mm-hmm. no it's it's immediately you're up let's get you out of your room and your sleep environment and let's eat because i'm sure you're hungry you've just had a great nap mm-hmm. and and that's more what we go after than a time of day Feeding every three hours right. that that can again that question too, like we were just saying for the last one, can be different for depending on what age your baby is mm-hmm. um, in lactation, we always tell our breastfeeding moms um, and really any new mom um, just d- despite however they want to feed their baby, is your newborn needs to be eating at least eight to twelve times in a twenty four hour period mm-hmm. so that That is more where that three hour schedule comes from, but that's going to look very differently the older your baby gets right. so again it, it really does change yeah. unfortunately, whatever age your baby is, um, but if you 're talking about your six month old that 's going to look very different than your three month old
0: right and yes, yes, so true, and such good segues, and i 'm seeing a theme with all these questions so. Um, next question is asking about the morning time kind of like you said about naps they might start you might start at different times every morning I think she's wondering about her supply or maybe her body cues this mom is asking if she should nurse or pump at the same time every morning even if the baby's still sleeping so if it's 730 and that's when they normally get up to nurse and then some days she wakes she sleeps until 8 should she pump at 730 I think she's wanting to know again about schedules which we apparently love because these we are love questions.
1: Yes. So, um, I can, you know, a lot of my opinions on this are from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, again, breast milk supply is all about supply and demand. So if it makes you feel more comfortable to get up and no matter what you want to make pumping at seven thirty 30 happen, for all, for all means, do it. If that's what makes you feel great, that's not wrong. Mm -hmm. But if your baby wants to sleep till eight, I say, enjoy the 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and sleep too, or go and have a cup of coffee with your husband. And when your baby gets up, that's when you can breastfeed. Or if you're pumping, that's when you can pump. Mm -hmm. A 30 minute time frame is really not going to hurt much Mm -hmm. because honestly, if your baby was still asleep, your baby clearly didn't need that milk. Mm -hmm. So that's that is how even naturally you can wean your baby is you just follow their cues. And when your baby's asking for food, you supply it mm-hmm. and, and, and that's going to start getting less and less as your baby gets older. Because just like any baby, they drink less and less formula or less and less breast milk. So you just follow them and not follow a schedule. You're not a machine. Our bodies are, are designed to To really follow what your baby needs and mm-hmm. your baby's weight and your baby's tummy size, mm-hmm. not not a not a schedule and not these. Your baby needs six to eight ounces every three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to shake someone's hand who can pump eight ounces every three hours. That's insane. I mean, you, you know that that's yeah. not real. That that can't happen with breastfeeding. Yeah. So your baby's not going to eat four times if it's breastfeeding a day. Your baby's going to maybe eat seven or eight
0: because. It, It can't, your breast can't hold that much milk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I've got um, two more questions. Hey, Hazy. I know. Hazy's like, hello. (laughs) it's all about me. I know. Um, So this next question, mom wants to know, her seven-month-old is waking one to two times an hour all night long to nurse. Is she really that hungry? So. This is, I think they're talking about my son.
1: (laughs) That was him. Now, no one can answer, but your baby, unfortunately, if that baby is really hungry, you know, we Mm -hmm. can't, I I don't know, maybe your baby really is hungry. There's really no way for me to know that. And there's unfortunately no way for you to know that. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things you can look for um, to kind of feel more confident. Like I said earlier, you can look at if your baby is just coming out of its skin and immediately gets on your breast and goes to town, that's probably a hungry baby. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a baby that just almost sounds like they're whining and crying and you go in there and as soon as you kind of pick them up, they stop or, you know, or as soon as they get on your breast, to kind of just lackadaisical about it. I think we're looking at more of comfort
0: mm-hmm. now
1: again, you have to refer to your pediatrician because every, every baby is different. Every baby, um, you know, mm-hmm. every mom produces a different amount of milk. So you have, you do have to look at the, all of the factors when it comes to, um, what's going on with you and your baby. You right. Know, are you, are you one of those moms that unfortunately doesn't produce a lot of milk? Cause that is a thing. Right. Where, yeah breast breastfeeding is just not possible because you're just not even coming close to making enough milk. So, you know, there, there there's different things that could be going on, but for a seven month old, a seven month old, regardless should not be needing to eat every two hours. Mm -hmm. That is much more of a newborn kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So either you need to make sure your baby's getting enough food during the day. Um, and 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 with breastfeeding, I would just offer the breast multiple times a day. I would not stick to that schedule. I would just when in doubt offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it sounds to me more like that baby's using you for comfort, which is fine, which is I did it too. I did it for two more months after that. And but, you know, it's it's definitely a personal opinion on mm-hmm. what you want to do about that. If you want to continue that, more prop to you. You know, that's awesome. More power to you. Yeah. But um, it, it, no, it, it sounds definitely more like comfort.
0: Yeah, to I me. Would say that, yep, I would agree. It's more about the um, feeding for feeding for sleep, not feeding for nourishment. So, right, definitely true. And I think I I can even get in your brain on this final question about how do they know it's time to stop night feeding? I think it's what you're saying. Like, what is the suck like? What is the food like? What is that process like? So that we can understand what type of feed or what type of snack your little one's looking for to understand right. that. Hey, you know what? We want to transfer those calories to the day and tank up all day and sleep. Well, up. and
1: that, and that is, unfortunately, you know, you can even say like, go oh, refer to your pediatrician, but every pediatrician they are just like Becca and I, they're still just a person, but they have a lot more training in that sense. <laughs> and, it, and it can definitely um, depend on your pediatrician on what they say. Yeah. Every pediatrician, I was doing lots of research, research on this. Every pediatrician kind of tells you something differently. Yep. You know, you've yep. got your Ferber method. You've got, um, you've got tons of people telling you, okay, at this month, you know, you can now officially start sleep training. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so much more loaded than that. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is your unique situation because mm-hmm. every situation is unique. And now I know having two kids, they can both look different. even yeah. though know, they came from the same two people. Um, and it really depends on, I think you're more, the parents comfort of sleep training yep.
0: more so than the babies. Yep. I would you a thousand percent have, agree because babies are ready and waiting. We just have to make mm-hmm. sure that mom is ready. And yeah, that's I agree with that. I told, and, and, and you will, and
1: I'm living proof of that. You will see the quality of your breastfeeding or, and, and I don't know from personal experience with bottles but you will see the quality of the breastfeeding during the day, it will dramatically change. Mm-hmm. The feedings will become longer. The feedings will become, almost feel more powerful and feel like, wow, and, and more frequent because they're hungry now. They've just slept all night. You know, yeah. He went from nursing five minutes in the morning to a good 15 once he started sleeping. And that is a huge difference with breastfeeding. Yeah. So you will see the quality of the feedings change during the day when the sleep changes and because that's the way it's designed to be. We eat during the day and we sleep at night and babies are babies are the same. And now I know they definitely can be with breastfeeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right. I have a personal question because I know you just went on vacation, which yes. looked amazing by the way, but That's I, so nice. I know you pumped while you're on vacation and I am like dying to know how you were able to like transfer that, like how you have to travel with it all. Cause you guys were like in multiple locations. So yeah, just like give a quick little encouragement pep talk about like, yeah, you can go on vacation and still pump.
1: Oh yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I was so scared to go because I was so scared that being gone for, for six or no, seven days, excuse me, I would come back and Hayes would look at me with no shirt on and go, And I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was so scared he would stop. But you know what? He didn't. I took my shirt off and he just started whining and ran to me and it was wonderful. I was like, yay. But when it came to actually pumping, um, I okay, so I brought a pump and ended up being broken. So my husband had to like hold a certain part of it in order for me to pump super romantic (laughs) and it just took forever. So you know what? Honestly, I did. I just every couple hours hand expressed into a bottle or even the sink and I ended up dumping it because I didn't want to mess with bringing it back, but I've had tons of people travel and get on airplanes and it's very, very simple. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people just do ice. Some people do dry ice.
0: Right. Depending
1: on the air, um, I think the airline or the airport, there might be a couple differences. But Mm -hmm. I've had so many friends fly with breast milk. Yeah. But at this point, I'm only, you know, for Hayes and I, now this is going to look different for everybody, but for Hayes and I, I'm only making about 10 ounces a day. Yeah. Um, And that's totally driven by him. I don't ever pump extra. I just strictly breastfeed. Yeah. So it was really not that huge of a deal. So I just saved up milk while I was here and made sure my yeah. freezer was full of milk for the week and I just dumped. But yeah. it was, it was a very, um, it was kind of nerve wracking. I won't lie. Cause I was, yeah. I was very nervous. I'd get back and my, my son would be done with his breastfeeding and I am not ready to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it, and it was great. It was, it, it all worked out in the end. Yep. Yeah. Yep no one can replace mommy, regardless of how you feed your baby. I mean, you just, that's what's so nice is you're irreplaceable. Grandmas are nice. Daddies are nice, but there's just something special about mom. So it, it was a nice, um, emotional moment and, you know, our re our reunion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this and for answering all these things. I think you gave me more confidence just in the sleep training process of also nursing and, um, it's such a delicate balance. So thank you. It is. Oh, you're so welcome. It's, you know, I could sit here and talk about this and dip, dip,
1: dip, and just jabber about it because it really is something now have going through this. It, I'm just so passionate because I just see so many moms and I was one of them feel like you have to have one or the other breastfeeding or sleeping. And I am, we, Hayes and I are rocking this sleep and still breastfeeding. And it is so life-giving. I mean, it's, I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife because guess what? My body's getting what it needs. And Hayes' body is getting what, you know, he needs. And it, nothing had to really change. It was a couple nights. I honestly think it was three, um, three nights of kind of like, eh, this isn't super fun, but we can do it. Let's do it. And bam, it was like, oh, you know, we have arrived. This is, and I have gotten so many, you know, I've talked to so many people and referred to so many people to, you know, Becca and I think they're all just kind of waiting to mm-hmm. reach out to her because everybody has different times of when they're mm-hmm. ready and yeah. Yeah. when they're ready. I know Becca is ready because <laughs> it, it was, it was such a great experience. I, I really, if anything kind of go, man, I should have done this sooner. Right.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, I think, I think every parent feels like that, oh, you know, yeah. once they, yep. once they go through and I'm sure you hear that all the time. Of, yep. Ooh, I could have been, I've been missing out on a lot of good sleep, but yeah.
0: it's Everybody okay. the right timing. Yeah, you, yeah. There's no guilt. It's just all in the right timing. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I hope you will have a good rest of your day. Um, thank you so
1: much. Yes. I, it really is a, a privilege to be on this little podcast because, you know, there's just mom becoming a mother is like, you're entering this, like, now this tribe and we just all need to however you feed your baby fed is best and it's it's nice to just speak some truth into you know some myths that are out there about breastfeeding and sleeping so it's it it, the the privilege is all mine
0: awesome well all right give those kids a big squeeze for me i will i will lucia she's still sleeping and Hayes is now playing in the dirt, so we're we're off to a, in his element. The, yeah, the second
1: part of the day.
0: <laughs> it's like the survival part. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It's get to nap time and get to bedtime. Yeah. And if you don't feel like that, you're not telling the truth. I
0: know. <laughs> it's so true.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: I love it. All right. Well, thank you. I'll talk to you later.
1: For sure. All right. Thank you so much. Have Bye, a good room. one. Bye. Bye.
0: Wasn't that a good chat? I felt so encouraged and really set straight with Carly, just finding the freedom in breastfeeding and sleep training that you really can't have both. So wherever you are in your sleep journey, I am excited that you were able to get insight and encouragement from Carly today. Again, y'all, thank you for being here. This is such an amazing platform to connect with you. And so share what you think about this episode in our community chat board. I would love to hear your thoughts. And as always, sweet dreams and see you next time.